Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine. And I'm Ian McEwan, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine, What's on TV and TV Times. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 15th of October 2021, including new Amazon suspense thriller, I Know What You Did Last Summer, and Sky Atlantic drama, Scenes from a Marriage. We'll also be looking at a new comedy series on Disney+, Plus, Reservation Dogs, and a music documentary on Apple TV all about the Velvet Underground. But first, Hannah... What's in the news? Well, a new animation of the much-loved Diary of a Wimpy Kid, my children will be very pleased, is coming to Disney+. And the series will follow Greg Heffley, a scrawny kid with big dreams, who is just trying to get through middle school like they all do. Lovely. And airing next year on BritBox is the quirky crime drama Magpie Murders, adapted from the Anthony Horowitz novel. And that will star my favourite, Leslie Manville and Daniel Mays. I think we've got uh, a pretty good selection this week and we're going to kick off with something quite serious. It's on Sky Atlantic. It's a new series called Scenes from a Marriage. Here's a clip. We're going to sit here and we're going to talk as long as it takes, okay? But there's nothing left to say. What is this? What is this thing where we can't talk? This is a place Do you know how long I've wanted to leave? I'm going to go out of my mind if I don't leave right now. Right now, like right this second. If I don't leave right now, I know I'm never going to. Hannah, I know you are a big fan of art house and Swedish black and white cinema. (laughs) So I'm pretty sure you all have seen Ingmar Bergman's classic Scenes from a Marriage. Well, you're in for a treat because it's it's given a contemporary twist in this five-part American drama, it stars Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chastain, who I'd recently watched in uh, Zero Dark Thirty, the film about Bin Laden. She was great in that. And they play a couple reaching crisis point in their relationship. And they've got a, a, a youngish child, haven't they? So there's an interesting opening to this one. I haven't seen the film on which it's based on. So that first up. There's a bit of a sort of meta opening in that um, Jessica Chastain is seems to be walking through the set and she goes into hair and makeup and then she goes and plonks herself down on the sofa and it's action and they're into the scene. I thought that was very odd. But anyway, episode one, uh, this couple, they're being visited by a student. She's doing some kind of research into gender roles. Is that right, Hannah? Is that what you kind of got from it? They start talking about their their roles within the marriage and what they think about their marriage and also about how they met, how they got together, about their jobs. She's more the breadwinner. He's kind of a bit more of a, well, he's an academic, I think, isn't he? But he's a bit more of a stay-at-home dad. And it's very well acted because you can see them reacting to things the other one is saying as if it's kind of a surprise, but they're not articulating that. It's all quite civilised, but you can, there's just the sense of some little cracks appearing. They're called Jonathan and Myra, by the way, the couple. It reminded me slightly of the sort of couples that you used to get in Woody Allen movies who were slightly mismatched. One of them would be a writer or an academic. That would normally be Allen. And yeah, just a a kind of quite forensic, quite talky 
examination of their relationship. And this is very much based in their home, isn't it? A lot of the scenes take place in their home. Yeah, I mean, she's an Oscar-nominated actress for The Help and Zero Dark Thirty. Uh, I really like her. This was created by the writer-director who brought us The Affair, that terrific uh, Dominic West series. And Isaac, for those who like these sort of things, he's been in three Star Wars movies. So I think you've kind of got to be in the right mood for them. And it's clearly a very high-quality piece of drama, and they are brilliant actors, but it is it's pretty talky. You do have to pay attention, but it's very well done. But yeah, it's quite claustrophobic, and it is sort of about the, perhaps the beginning of the end of a relationship. So it's quite powerful stuff. Um, what did you think about this, Hannah? I think claustrophobic is a really good word for it, actually. Um, that it's really intense. Uh, <laughs> my pleasure. Um, and I think that it is. It's deep. It's two people and, like you say, a small child with this kind of other person that comes into the house. But essentially, it's asking about a relationship. And, and clearly, you know, there, there's a bit of a, a role change, well, or not a role change, but a, a, he's an academic, but she's the breadwinner. So, you know, there's a dynamic kind of issue here, I think, between them. And they are, they were so in love they had a very passionate relationship they've kind of met each other's match in terms of the way they look I think they look really good together you know they seem to have everything um but they just sort of have plateaued in this relationship and this person coming in makes them question everything or makes her question everything and they reach a real crossroads and I think that it made me quite sad really and that there was a line he said that you know I realized that what what you don't like in me someone else would love in me and essentially he's just really quite kind and just gets on with things but it's that passion and that kind of mm. energy that they once had that she's desperate to get back and you know anyone that's been yeah. married for a number of years do you, you know it your relationship changes you grow together you evolve so I think there's lots of I think a lot of people will enjoy it I enjoyed it but I found it really quite sad because it's always easy from the outside looking in to say come on guys snap out of it it's fine you know um so i think it's it's quite clever i think it will appeal to a lot of people but yeah claustrophobic and intense now over on amazon prime video another new series also inspired by a film a rather different film i know what you did last summer no one will really know what we did Did anyone see us that night? No. Why do you ask? Even if someone knows what happened, they can't prove it. I'm telling you, more people are going to die. Mm, yeah, so a thriller. Of course, we're coming into Halloween time, aren't we? So, you know, get ready for the blood and gore and the jumping uh, off your sofa. So this is a, um, this is a remake. I think people will like this, but it, it it is essentially what you expect. I don't think there's any surprises here. This is jumpy. Um, there's a, uh, quite a few flashbacks, so you, you do need to be watching all the time. But this is, follows a group of, um, of kids who are kind of leaving their alcohol and drug-fueled graduation party in Hawaii when they're involved in a very big accident, and that, that accident changes 
their lives forever. And it's sort of, you know, you open your wardrobe and of course there's blood and blood and gore in there. Of course there would be. And someone's written, I know what you did last summer in there. You know, it, it's very obvious, I think, uh, but you will jump. And if you're looking for a thriller over Halloween, this this will give you the kick that that you need really i i don't it's not we were just talking the last one's quite in depth and quite a serious subject this is not so much um really it is it's it's exactly what you'd expect from a horror film did you enjoy it i i didn't mind it i mean i i think i have seen the original film which had jennifer love hewitt mm. sarah michelle geller ryan philippe freddie prince jr so a great cast so if you have seen that you'll have an idea of how the plot is going to pan out. But I don't want to give any spoilers for people who haven't seen that original because... Uh, but yes, but I are... would say, Ian, I would yes. say, though, that that last... I think the first one is is funnier. Okay. I think the, the first yeah. one, there are some laughs to be had. I think there are less laughs in this one. Yeah, I mean, what I quite liked about it... Well, th- the first thing I thought was, why didn't we have parties like this when I left secondary <laughs> school? I mean, they they always have amazing kids good, parties in American in American films and TV shows. But anyway, what I quite liked about it, well, a couple of things. Most of the the teenage characters are pretty obnoxious, aren't they? They really are yep. quite unpleasant. So I liked that. Um, and also, they've got uh, these twin sisters played by the same actress. And I I keep watching that, thinking, how have they? done this how have they shot these scenes where they're together it's very convincing but yeah it's like the good twin and the bad twin and they use that feature in quite an imaginative way i won't say anymore yes as you say it's all about flashbacks so we see one of the twins arriving home to the family home and as you say she opens her wardrobe and someone's daubed in blood I know what you did last summer. And then we're going to go back to that night last summer and we're going to find mm-hmm. out, uh, well, what happened. And eventually, I guess, who is the person who knows and what are they going to do? So, yeah, I think if you like that kind of slasher, psychological type horror thriller, you'll like this. Now, something rather different on Apple TV. And we always say Apple TV uh, are coming out with some good stuff. This is a music documentary entitled appropriately the velvet underground we have all come here together over there andy warhol we have this chance to combine music and art and films all together we're sponsoring a new band it's called the velvet underground and me i'm in a rock and roll band so, Hannah, are you a fan of the music of The Velvet Underground? Do you know what? I'm really ashamed to say this, but I just really didn't know much about them at all until I watched this. Oh, really? Didn't know much You must at have recognised some yeah, of the yeah, songs. Yeah, 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 recognise it, you? but not... Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally, but just not not in the same way as, you know, some other bands, we, you know, and documentaries we've talked about previously. Yeah. I've absolutely been invested, but really interesting. Well, this is directed by uh, Todd Haynes, who made Far From Heaven and Carol... This is the first time he's made a documentary. So, yes, it's all about the bands called The Velvet Underground, who are kind of an art house American rock band who used to hang out with people like Nico and Andy Warhol. Lou Reed and John Cale were both major players in the band. 
what sort of tracks did they do? Sweet Jane, Waiting for My Man, kind of lots of songs about drug use and sex. Yeah, they were very trendy. And they made some great albums. So this is an appropriately arty-looking uh, documentary with some great archive footage. And, and for a lot of it, it starts off with the story of John Cale, who I, I love John Cale. It's fascinating. He was born in, in the Rhondda Valley in Wales, but then he moved to America. And while he's, he's sort of telling his story, there's just, there's just a footage of him just staring into the camera, not saying anything, just stays on one half of the screen for quite a long time. It's quite unnerving. It's a quite clever device. He's just looking at you. <laughs> it's, he talks about how, how he picked up the viola and started playing that and how... There's a great story where he was he was doing a performance and he couldn't remember how the piece ended that he was playing on the viola. So he just kind of improvised the ending and got away with it. And that made him think, oh, actually, improvisation is quite interesting and, and I want to experiment with it. And he's highly influenced by people like John Cage, who was making music using household appliances and, you know, bathtubs and the sound of water so i found his backstory very interesting lou reed comes next i have to say he was quite into doo-wop music growing up and he was in a sort of doo-wop band it has to be said i mean lou reed's got a quite reputation as being a very difficult character and it transpires that uh, he was pretty obnoxious from the word go um but anyway i do like the Velvet Underground, I love their music. And um, if you're a fan, I think you'll you really enjoy this documentary. And, and it does look, it looks really different. I think it's great. And, and the whole world that they were moving in is, is a fascinating one as well. Did this make you want to go and dig out a bit of Velvet Underground? Yeah, well, you know, you, you say it's for, for, for fans. I think it's for everyone. I, I mean, I, and I wouldn't say I was a fan. You know, I wasn't. I didn't know much about them. Okay. I knew... Some of their music, obviously, when it starts to play. I mean, we, we both enjoy, you know, music documentaries like this. Um, and I love listening to people that were there in the day and talk about the outrageous things that used to go on. And, you know, you talked about parties a minute ago. You know, these were some parties, weren't there? And people just turning up just <laughs> to be on camera, just to be famous. Um, and I love all that kind of insider gossip, I suppose, of the people that were actually there and actually saw it. And also the kind of way that music shapes people, the way it affects people. And they talk about how, you know, that music, it was, it's very heavy music, but then they'd stop and even the crowd would be silent. You know, they're absolutely captivated. So, yeah, I think, it, as I say, I, I wasn't a fan, um, you know, not a big follower or anything. And I, I learned a lot from this sort of thing. As I say, that, that insider track, no matter who it is, is always interesting when they've got a great story to tell. Now we have a third new series on Star on Disney Plus, Hannah. Reservation Dogs. You're good thieves. Best in town. Oh, thank you. It is a small town. Tell your friends. I don't have any. Go get some then. Okay. We could be in California as soon as two months. California, here we come. This is, as you say, Reservation Dogs, um, and it's a comedy, although I don't find it that funny, but anyway, that, I'll come to that later. Um, so this is a series, um, and it's about four Native American teens um, who are growing up on, on a reservation in rural Oklahoma, so you can imagine how sort of run down it is, essentially. And um, this this showcase, it screened in the US earlier this year, and, and, and it was 
there were rave reviews. People absolutely loved it. So, you know, it, it's, it is very, very well done. Um, it's an eight-parter and it follows these, um, these kids who want to escape their very dead-end lives. You know, they're sort of the, there's nothing for them in, in this reservation, nothing at all. And they want to go to L.A., doesn't everyone? The bright lights of L.A. The problem is they don't have any cash. And so they embark on uh, a number of dodgy ways to get cash. And the, the first one is to um, steal a crisp truck, a truck literally full of crisps. <laughs> um, and when they, there, there are some funny moments. I didn't find it that funny. I, I thought it was great. I didn't find it that brilliantly funny. But was when the police officers completely missed them. Um, he's sitting in the sort of a side alley as they go past in this crisp truck that they've stolen. And he comes and questions them and they just sat there eating eating the crisps that, you know, that they that were in the back of the truck. Have you not seen it? There's loads, there's loads of crisps in the back. You know, did you not see anyone? No. And they just keep eating crisps, you know. So it's that kind of very obvious kind of comedy. And that's kind of how it rolls throughout. It's um, it's quite different, I think. It's different, you know, the, some of what we've talk, talked about already today has been stuff that's a repeat or, you know, something that's been redone. This is quite new and it is quite different and I can see why why it got the rave, rave reviews. Did, did you like it, Ian? I did like it. I think the title is sort of a pun on Reservoir Dogs, isn't it? I don't particularly know why. But yeah, yeah. I mean what's Yeah. I did find yeah. the the Native American aspect of it very interesting because yeah, as you say, it's set on a reservation and particularly I found some of the sort of words they use and the sounds they use are are really unusual. Uh the local sheriff is a great character I think and he's got a really good way of interacting with these troubled teens um yeah and it, then there's also some almost slight fantasy element to it where kind of a it looks like kind of the the ghost of a native american warrior appears to one of the characters at one point so yeah it is very different and it's not giving us the kind of stereotypical portrayal of native americans that you often get um in american films and tv mm. shows so yeah, I thought the young actors were great. They were very natural. I was pleasantly surprised. Now, we've got to that time in the podcast, Hannah, where you tell us all about your binge watches from the last week. <laughs> well, um, I absolutely indulged in Cruella. Um, okay. And absolutely, all the Emmas together, Emma Stone, Emma Thompson, all the greats. Um, absolutely brilliant. Loved it. Kids love it. Um, I know we've reviewed it for absolutely brilliant. How about you, Ian? After pontificating about the fact that the Alan Partridge series wasn't nearly as good as the previous ones, this time with Alan Partridge, I have actually been going back through those and there's some great stuff in there, <laughs> I must admit. I love Alan Partridge. I love it. And I also watched, uh, which I missed at the cinema, If Beale Street Could Talk, which is on BBC iPlayer which was great. And I also hadn't seen Spike Lee's biopic of Malcolm X. Obviously, a lot of black history programs coming up on TV. Um, I very much enjoyed that with Denzel Washington in the lead role. We've just got time to look ahead to next week's offering. So what are we going to be talking about, Hannah? Well, the brilliant Emmy-winning drama Succession is back on Sky Atlantic HD. And on Apple TV. 
I've seen a couple of episodes of this and it looks great. It's an epic sci-fi series called Invasion, which shows an alien attack on Earth through the perspectives of different people around the world. So we look forward to those and more. But in the meantime... Keep watching!